Chapter 34 of McClellan's Own Story by George Brinton McClellan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mike Manalakis. Chapter 34 Private Letters September 2nd to September 14th, 1862. September 2nd, 1230 p.m. I was surprised this morning, when at breakfast, by a visit from the President and Halleck, in which the former expressed the opinion that the troubles now impending could be overcome better by me than anyone else. Pope is ordered to fall back upon Washington, and as he re-enters, everything is to come under my command again. A terrible and thankless task. Yet I will do my best, with God's blessing, to perform it. God knows that I need his help. I am too busy to write any more now. Pray that God will help me in the great task now imposed upon me. I assume it reluctantly, with a full knowledge of all its difficulties and of the immensity of the responsibility. I only consent to take it for my country's sake, and with a humble hope that God has called me to it. How I pray that he may support me. Don't be worried. My conscience is clear, and I trust in God. September 3rd, 11.30 a.m. I am now about to jump into the saddle, and will be off all day. I did not return from my ride last night until after midnight. I went out to meet the troops and place them in position. Colburn and I rode out several miles to the front. All is quiet today, and I think the capital is safe. Just as I was starting off yesterday to gather up the army, supposing that I would find it savagely followed up by the rebels, and that I might have dangerous work before me, I commenced the enclosed scrawl on a scrap of paper as a goodbye. Could not even finish it. It may amuse you now that the danger is over. Enclosure, September 2nd, 4 p.m. I am just about starting out to pick up the Army of the Potomac. Don't know whether I will get back, but can't resist saying one last word to you before I start. September 5th, 11 a.m. Again, I have been called upon to save the country. The case is desperate, but with God's help, I will try unselfishly to do my best, and if he wills it, accomplish the salvation of the nation. My men are true and will stand by me till the last. I still hope for success and will leave nothing undone to gain it. How weary I am of this struggle against adversity. But one thing sustains me, that is, my trust in God. I know that the interests at stake are so great as to justify his interference, not for me, but for the innocent thousands, millions rather, who have been plunged in misery by no fault of theirs. It is probable that our communications will be cut off in a day or two, but don't be worried. You may rest assured that I am doing all I can for my country, and that no shame shall rest upon you, willfully brought upon you by me. My hands are full, so is my heart. September 5th, 4 p.m. It makes my heart bleed to see the poor, shattered remnants of my noble Army of the Potomac, poor fellows, and to see how they love me even now. I hear them calling out to me as I ride among them, George, don't leave us again. They shan't take you away from us again, etc., etc. I can hardly restrain myself when I see how fearfully they are reduced in numbers and realize how many of them lie unburied on the field of battle where their lives were uselessly sacrificed. It is the most terrible trial I ever experienced. Truly, God is trying me in the fire. Telegram, Washington, September 7th, 2.50 p.m. We are all well, and the entire army is now united, cheerful, and confident. You need not fear the result, for I believe that God will give us the victory. I leave here this afternoon to take command of the troops in the field. 
The feeling of the government towards me, I am sure, is kind and trusting. I hope, with God's blessing, to justify the great confidence they now repose in me, and will bury the past in oblivion. A victory now, and we will soon be together. I send short letter today. God bless and reward your trust in him, and all will be well. September 7th, 2.30 p.m., Sunday. I leave in a couple of hours to take command of the army in the field. I go to Rockville tonight and start out after the rebels tomorrow. I shall have nearly 100,000 men, old and new, and hope, with God's blessing, to gain a decisive victory. September 8th, camp near Rockville. You don't know what a task has been imposed upon me. I have been obliged to do the best I could with the broken and discouraged fragments of two armies defeated by no fault of mine. Nothing but a desire to do my duty could have induced me to accept the command under such circumstances. Not feeling at all sure that I could do anything, I felt that under the circumstances no one else could save the country, and I have not shrunk from the terrible task. McDowell's own men would have killed him had he made his appearance among them. Even his staff did not dare to go among his men. I can afford to forgive and forget him. I saw Pope and McDowell for a few moments at Upton's Hill, when I rode out to meet the troops and assume command. I have not seen them since. I hope never to lay eyes on them again. Between them, they are responsible for the lives of many of my best and bravest men. They have done all they could, unintentionally, I hope, to ruin and destroy the country. I can never forgive them that. Pope has been foolish enough to try to throw the blame of his defeat on the Army of the Potomac. He would have been wiser to have accepted his defeat without complaint. I will probably move some four or five miles further to the front tomorrow, as I have ordered the whole army forward. I expect to fight a great battle, and to do my best at it. I do not think secession will catch me very badly. Tuesday morning, 8.30. I hope to learn this morning something definite as to the movements of secession, to be enabled to regulate my own. I hardly expect to equal the genius of Mr. Pope, but I hope to waste fewer lives and to accomplish something more than lame defeat. I have ordered a general advance of a few miles today, which will bring us on the line of the Seneca, and near enough to secession to find out what he is doing and take measures accordingly. I shall follow him wherever he goes and do my best to beat him. If I accomplish that, the campaign will be ended. 9.30. The fact is that commanding such an army as this, picked up after a defeat, is no very easy thing. It does take a great deal of time and infinite labor. In coming to Rockville, we arrived about midnight. Yesterday, we came out to this camp, which is about a half mile from the town. I am still uncertain whether I shall move headquarters today or on which road, as that depends on the information I receive as to the enemy. I probably won't go more than four or five miles in a central direction. If I can add the defeat of Secesh, I think I ought to be entitled to fall back into private life. September 9th, camp near Rockville, 5 p.m. I'm going out in a few minutes to ride over to the camp of the regulars, whom I have not been to see for a long time, and who welcomed me so cordially the other night, brave fellows that they are. It is hard to get accurate news from the front. The last reports from Pleasanton are that the enemy have 110,000 on this side of the river. I have not so many, so I must watch them closely and try to catch them in some mistake, which I hope to do. My people are mostly in front of here, some six to ten miles. Move forward today. They are, I think, well-placed to be concentrated wherever it may be necessary, and I want now a little breathing time to get them rested and in good order for fighting. 
Most of them will do well now. A few days will confirm this still further, increase my cavalry force, and put me in a better condition generally. I think my present positions will check the advance into Pennsylvania and give me time to get some reinforcements that I need very much. I have this moment learned that, in addition to the force on this side of the river, the enemy has also a large force near Leesburg, so MCC has a difficult game to play, but will do his best and try to do his duty. September 11th, Camp near Rockville. I have just time before starting to say goodbye. I am quite tired this morning, as I did not get back from a ride to Burnside's until 3 a.m., the night before I was at the telegraph office, sending and receiving dispatches until the same hour, and how it will be tonight is more than I can tell. September 12th, 3 p.m., camp near Urbana. As our wagons are not yet up and won't be for a couple of hours, I avail myself of the advantages of the situation to scrawl a few lines to you. We are traveling now through one of the most lovely regions I have ever seen, quite broken with lovely valleys in all directions, and some fine mountains in the distance. From all I can gather, Secesh is skedaddling, and I don't think I can catch him unless he is really moving into Pennsylvania. In that case, I shall catch him before he has made much headway towards the interior. I am beginning to think he is making off to get out of the scrape by recrossing the river at Williamsport, in which case my only chance of bagging him will be to cross lower down and cut into his communications near Winchester. He evidently don't want to fight me for some reason or other. I have never injured blank. Therefore, I am not called upon to make any advances to him, as the professor seems to think I ought. As for ever having any friendly relation with him, it is simply absurd. 7.30 p.m. My tent has been pitched some time. I have given all the orders necessary for tomorrow, and they have all gone to the various camps. I believe that I have done all in my power, and that the arrangement of the troops is good. I learned an hour or two ago, through the signal, that our troops were entering Frederick. We certainly ought to be there in respectable force by this time. My only apprehension now is that Secesh will arrange to get back across the Potomac at Williamsport before I can catch him. If he goes to Pennsylvania, I think I must overhaul him before long and give him a good lesson. If he does go to Pennsylvania, I feel quite confident that I can so arrange things that the chances will all be that he will never return. But I presume he is smart enough to know that and to act accordingly. Interrupted here by the news that we really have Frederick, Burnside, and Pleasanton both there. The next trouble is to save the garrison of Harper's Ferry, which is, I fear, in danger of being captured by the rebels. They were not placed under my orders until this afternoon, although before I left Washington I strongly urged that they should be withdrawn at once, as I feared they would be captured. But other counsels prevailed, and I am rather anxious as to the result. If they are not taken by this time, I think I can save them. At all events, nothing in my power shall be left undone to accomplish this result. I feel sure of one thing now, and that is that my men will fight well. The moment I hear that Harpers Ferry is safe, I shall feel quite sure of the result. The people cheered the troops tremendously when they entered Frederick. I have thus far found the Union sentiment much stronger in this region than I had expected. People are disposed to be very kind and polite to me invite me into their houses, offer me dinner and various other acts of kindness that are quite unknown in the peninsula. September 14th, Frederick, A.M. I have only time to say good morning this bright sunny Sunday and then start to the front to try to relieve Harper's Ferry, which is sorely pressed by Secesh. It is probable that we shall have a serious engagement today and perhaps a general battle. 
If we have one at all during this operation, it ought to be today or tomorrow. I feel as reasonably confident of success as anyone well can who trusts in a higher power and does not know what its decision will be. I can't describe to you for want of time the enthusiastic reception we met with yesterday at Frederick. I was nearly overwhelmed and pulled to pieces. I enclose with this a little flag that some enthusiastic lady thrust into or upon Dan's bridle. As to flowers, they came in crowds. In truth, I was seldom more affected than by the scenes I saw yesterday and the reception I met with. It would have gratified you very much. End of chapter 34